So this is where things get a little bit complicated. So when God told Moses his name, he said Yahweh, but the way that it was spelled was Y-H-W-H, just four letters. Ancient Jews considered the name so holy that they never said it. In fact, some, when they come upon it to this day, still just say Adonai instead of verbally saying Yahweh. And different people added different vowels into the sacred name that create the different ways that we say it, Yahweh, or what some people say, Jehovah, which is often translated in the Bible as L-O-R-D in all caps. So I know that sounds really complicated, but really Jehovah is just another way, another name for God that means Lord. David, for example, loved to use the name Jehovah. He says in Psalm 29, Ascribe to Jehovah heavenly beings. Ascribe to Jehovah glory and strength. The voice of Jehovah is over the waters. The voice of Jehovah breaks the cedars. The voice of Jehovah shakes the desert. The voice of Jehovah makes the deer give birth. May Jehovah bless his people with peace. It's a beautiful poem about David's Lord and yours, if you believe. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The voice of the Lord breaks the trees. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. May the Lord bless his people with peace. I know there's a bit of overlap in some of these names, but all of them are equally awesome and can be used in prayer. Jehovah also has many other forms with words that come after it. We're gonna study those next. Through God's names, we learn more about God. My hope though is that it won't stop there, that you wouldn't just know more about God, but that you would truly know God. Uh, Exodus 3, 1 through 17. One day Moses was was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of the bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush. Moses, Moses, here I am. Moses replied, do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of, the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of your suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jezebites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians use them. Now go, for I am sending you to you must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. But, but Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, 
I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at, his, at this very mountain. But Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God has also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Now go and call together all the elders of the Israel. Tell them, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to me. He told me, I have been watching closely, and I see how the Egyptians are treating you. I have promised to rescue from your uh, uh, I have promised to rescue from your oppression in Egypt. I will lead you to a land flowing with milk and honey. The land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jezbites now live. Amen. You may be seated. That's cool. I have never really studied in this arena. So this is new material. As a teacher of the word, do you know how fun new material is? It's very fun. And so I want to share with you, um, so in the very beginning, they pronounced the word Yahweh. So it was, at the beginning, it was Ekye. Now, I'm not really good at that kind of stuff, but, um, but that's how they originally pronounced it. And so when you see the word um, Jehovah, let me tell you this about the word Jehovah. I think we have a little, oh, there it is. So Jehovah is just the, um, it's the vowels from Adonai and the consonants from Yahweh. That's what Jehovah, so Jehovah and Yahweh mean the same thing. There, so what, what happened was, and they told you a little bit in the video, was that when the name of God was given, back in Jewish culture, um, the Hebrew people honestly revered the name of God so much. They took the second commandment, which is um, to honor the Lord's name and not take it in vain. They honored it so much that they began to even feel uncomfortable saying it. What was interesting is, is he gave them the name to use, and then they revered the name so much that they honestly wouldn't even say the name. So when they caught to the name that was Yahweh, they would not remove it. And then it kind of lost um, its, um, come across it. It is actually over seven thousand times in the Old Testament, seven thousand times in the Old Testament. And so as you begin to see that, and Pastor Stephen, um, I don't know um, about how your small groups are, but at the very beginning of our small groups, we wrote down every single name that we're going to be going through in this series. And everyone in the circle kind of got to pick one of the names of Jehovah, because we know that we've had Elohim, which was the first week, and then we had Adonai, and then today we have Yahweh Jehovah. But then the next couple couple weeks, Pastor Stephen is going, going, going to go into all the Jehovah's. Um, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sitkin, Sitkinu, how, how many more? Jehovah, what's banner? Nisi. Okay, so we're going to be going into those. But here's a really interesting thing about Yahweh, about the beginning of Jehovah. This is his new character, or maybe you've never been introduced to Moses before. Maybe you have, and this is familiar to you, but this is still good. See, I'm hearing 
So, so what's interesting is Moses was a Hebrew child. He was born to Hebrew parents. And back in that day, Pharaoh was going to kill all the Hebrew sons. So, um, so uh, Moses' parents put him in a basket and um, put him in the Nile River. And then his sister watched where he was going. Um, Pharaoh's daughter uh, was out um, with the women. And she was um, in the water kind of bathing or whatever. The baby came up in the basket. She said, oh, there's a baby baby. She ran to get the baby. Then she said, oh, I'll raise the baby. The sister just beautifully shows up on the scene and says, would you? Now, Moses is currently um, in Hebrew, in Exodus chapter 3, he's currently in the desert. Now, he had met his wife at this time. Um, His father-in-law's name is Jethro. Why am I forgetting his wife's name? It's not coming to me right this second. Oh, come on. Where's Nanny when you need her? Okay. Okay, so, um, so here's a Zipporah. Thank you, Zipporah. It was coming. Um, not Zipporah, Zipporah. Um, so that was funny. You missed an opportunity to laugh. Okay, so anyway, so he, he's married, and he then becomes a shepherd. And he's, anybody ever felt like you didn't belong in your life? Where you're thinking, I don't quite fit in anywhere. He's on the backside of the desert being a shepherd. And here's what's interesting. All of a sudden, he's out there, and there's this bush, and it's on fire. Now, that might not have been too uncommon, but it kept burning. And so all of a sudden, he says, it says in the word, it says, Moses went to see what this was about. And when he gets over there, the bush starts talking. Now, here's the thing. You might talk to your plants, but they don't talk back. Am I right? Like, you're out there saying, hey, roses grow, or hey, do whatever you're doing. But it's very rare that one of them talks back to you. So here he is, Moses. He's coming up. Jesus, um, The Lord God, Jehovah, says to him in the middle of the burning bush, it says, take off your sandals, for this is what? holy ground. And here's what's amazing. This is the very first time that the Lord God shows up in a very personal way where Moses is experiencing Yahweh as a relational God. And what's interesting about this for us is that we even ourselves are going to have moments where we have experience. Say experience. What I know about experience is that if you don't do something with just experience, then you'll just be flaky and you'll look for experience to experience to experience. How many of you know, though, if you never have an experience, you'll just be a dry fuddy-duddy? Now, the reason I'm saying that is because as believers, we need to have both. We have to have experience, then we have to have something that comes behind the experience to solidify the Word of God in our life. Now, I'm going to start with you. Who am I to what? Lead the people. So here's an interesting thing. The burning bush happens. The burning bush talks. God gives Moses some instructions. And the very first thing out of Moses' mouth is what? Who am I? How many of you know that the enemy takes your current situation that could be filled with shame, that could... Listen, Moses is a murderer. The current situation where on the backside of Mount Sinai, where you think you don't belong. And he, here's what's interesting. Moses begins to make, compare his yes to his ability. He begins to measure his obedience with his natural ability. And I love these next verses. Do you know that God does not even acknowledge Moses' weaknesses until chapter 4? He doesn't even, his, what is his name, and then what should I tell them? 
Now, <clears throat> I have this little story. <clears throat> um, how many of you know that if someone, that you meet somebody and they say, oh, um, I've been to Manteo. <clears throat> or, oh, um, oh, we just went to Corolla. You know exactly what. They don't live. <laughs> because you leave me and all the people start talking and I'm left standing there. Now, I'm a pretty good talker, but if you have no one to talk to, you're in trouble. So I go to this shower and I walk in. Do I have any littles in here? I might. It's fine. Caleb can handle it. Um, and uh, I walk into the shower, and I'm just, I'm kind of, I walked in the front door, and I'm just kind of standing over there. The food was in the front kind of area, and I'm just standing there, and I'm just kind of like, Meh. and this lady, <laughs> my natural Adonai, <laughs> I need some protection. <laughs> And you know what was so interesting? <laughs> what was so interesting is at that moment, that lady uncrossed her hands and she began to rattle off a bunch of people that I had no idea who she was rattling off. But at that moment, I felt so safe. Not only that, he says, all you got to do is walk in and say, I am that I am has shown up and I'm going to give you everything that you need. Don't you just love that? And I love in this verse, hallelujah. How many minutes I got? Three. In verse 14, it says, And God replied to Moses, Say to the people of Israel, I am has sent you. And God also said to Moses, Say this to the people. Y'all, the people of Israel, Yahweh, your personal, said the God of Israel. Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of if you go through your Old Testament do you want to find highlight every time every time that you see that the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and remind yourself that the eternal God the God that made promises to you he is the same God and this is my eternal name I will never change now I, I nanny Sarah shared with me her notes to me and I have told them well I love it. I have been what what's he been doing what, he's been what? Watching you closely. And I'm here, honestly, I was stirred this morning. I'm here to remind you that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Yahweh, the God of Jehovah, the God that personally wants to know you, he's been watching you closely. And he sees if you're in distress. He sees if you're in a hardship. He sees if your body's hurting. He sees if your heart's broken. He sees if you need something financial. He sees you and he's making always wanted for you to take what he's done in you and help it move through you. It's always been his desire that you would take your relational experience with him. It wasn't meant to be hidden. Whatever God's done in you, you've got a story. And that story needs to be told to others because guess what? The, there are people all around you that are in captivity and they have no idea they're in captivity. And when you begin to walk in your freedom, which is what God's called us to, when you begin to walk in your freedom and you know your personal God and you begin to share that with others, they write it down. I'm believing for experiences. I am. I'm believing for moments just like we had when we're singing worthy of it all. How many of you know 
that some of those kids, all these kids all over the country that have been in different colleges have been experiencing the very presence of God. They've been experiencing it. The timing is right. Pastor Stephen said a couple weeks ago, uh, might have been about a month ago now, he said we were in a what? A window of what? A window of went over there, and we we oh we had watched the night before. We had watched the last night of the Asbury revival together. My mom and dad and I, and we sat in the room, and honestly, we were so moved, weren't we? It was wonderful. And we were just watch, watching it and worshiping together. And um, and so something came on, and he said, "Oh, he said, look at this." So I clicked on it, and this guy is, there's a newsman and he's on here interviewing another guy that's talking about what's going on in all these colleges and how they're getting ready to do something in Tulsa. Okay, all of you that haven't, you have to go this week. Seth said, yeah. Listen, God is not a God of acts. He's not, doesn't misappropriate time. He, he, this is God's setup. Say setup. He's setting us up for revival. He's setting us up for awareness. He's setting us up. Listen, this college thing that broke out, it's breaking out. They have porta potties out there. They can't actually make people go home. And God is moving. And then this movie comes out that basically shares Jesus Christ. And if you want to get to know, I've been meditating on this all week long. Do you know that God doesn't have to get to know you? He already does. There's nothing about you that he doesn't know. God already knows you. But do you know what you get to do? Get to know him. Through his word, his character, through worship and humility, through prayer and conversation and communion. And so today... We're going to take that, and I'm going to invite Pastor Stephen up. And your Yahweh, Jehovah God, has given you a name. supernaturally it does garden he began a relationship with them and began to introduce us to his character and who he really was and next week in the next four weeks we get to really know who Jehovah is next week's Jehovah Rapha the Lord leaving Yahweh Jehovah and we're going to get to really know Jehovah he did that through Jesus Jesus said put yourself in remembrance of me know that my body was broken for you Put yourself in remembrance of me. Know that it's the blood of Jesus that's given you access to all the power of God. 
And it's those two remembrances that we bring ourselves to a place of spirit of faith. That we just flat out believe God that even the impossible is possible to him that believes. We're not moved by experience. If you don't mind, I know Pastor Tiffany said it two or three times if you're comfortable with it, but I'm not asking you if you're comfortable. I'm asking you to do it with me. Raise your hand. This is the body. This is the body. Beaten, broken, bruised. And the Bible says that because of that body, he carried sickness and disease and pain away. And then Paul, in the book of Peter, excuse me, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, we are the healed. Before you take it, say it with me. I am, I am the, healed the healed by the stripes, by the stripes of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Let's take Remembering. Say, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank for you. Jesus. For Jesus. I decree. I decree. I say. I say. He's my Lord. He's my Lord. And I'm grateful. And I'm grateful. For the blood he shed. For the blood he shed. I've overcome. I've overcome. By the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. And the word. And the word. Of my testimony. Of my testimony. My testimony is. My testimony is. Thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto God. He always. you. put the pressure on anybody else around you we'll fail you but he never will he loves you dearly he's just looking for maybe an opportunity if you've never welcomed him to be the Lord of your life trust him that's hard to do in a world we live today I get that but just maybe let's pray Father, I thank you for all of these wonderful people this morning. And uh, they came out and took their time, busy schedule, and joined up. And just, we got a chance to hear from you, got a chance to hear your word. And we humble ourselves and are grateful for that word. For those of us that have made Jesus the Lord of our life already, at some point, we are just humbled by your goodness that you continue to reveal to us. My Lord and my Savior. Amen. Father, I pray for everyone in this house as they get ready to go back out into the world. We pray that they're blessed. Increase comes into their life.